welcome to Titan Talks. Thank you for joining this week's educational episode. Today, we continue with our subject matter expert, David Hawking. In this episode, we further expand on cable seal design and the driving factors behind our innovations. Thank you again for joining us, David. And now with our mini-lock cable seal available to Coca-Cola, as I understand it, marking capabilities became an important factor. Could you elaborate on new requirements or improvements that Coca-Cola was looking to implement? Coca-Cola was looking at other options than this breakaway product that we've already uh, described. And there were a couple of reasons for it. The first was from a cosmetic standpoint and a marking standpoint, as was noted, the body of that breakaway seal doesn't have much in the way of flexibility. It's a, it's a piece of aluminum. You stamp a number in there. You might be able to put a small alphanumeric identifier, but that's really about it. You can't do anything in the way of color coding. You certainly can't do anything in the way of barcoding. And that's where a lot of the industry was trying to move to, to eliminate errors, to make inbound and outbound loads uh, simpler as far as the recording of uh, the uh, seal numbers and their locations on rail cars or, or tank trucks. So you couldn't do that. The other thing that drove it was the action of the breakaway seal itself. And as we said, while that seal was very secure, you had to load it through you then had to make sure you had the uh, set screw on there properly. You had to wind it down. You broke off the, the piece, and then it was secured on the latch or dome lid or wherever the particular cable seal was affixed. A couple of problems with that. In especially inclement weather in the Midwest and the northern parts of the United States and into Canada where you live, that became more cumbersome. As you're climbing on a rail car and uh, or on a, a tank truck and you're in the middle of February or January or whatever, and you're working with gloves and all kinds of things, now you've got maybe between 14 and 17 of these cable seals that you have to affix depending on the type of conveyance that's being used to move this sweetener. And you've got these little tools that may or may not have remained preloaded into the cable seal. If not, you've got to feed them in. They're quite small. The screw is only about a quarter of an inch, if I remember right, so it's it's not very big. You've got to crank that down all the way. And then there is the, the piece itself that breaks off. Were those collected and, and brought back? Not usually. They were just kind of tossed aside and uh, thrown onto the ground at the uh, loading station. There were two problems with it. One was time. It took a lot more time for those cable seals to be affixed, as secure as they were. And there was the discarding of the tools, which got in all kinds of stuff. They got in tires. Sometimes they were afraid they could get in loads, although that might be a little more difficult to do. But nevertheless, for the Coca-Cola folks and the suppliers to Coca-Cola, that was becoming a problem. So that's a lot of long history giving you the reason why Coca-Cola and the large corn sweetener providers were hoping to go to a self-locking product. So one that did not need that tool, one that had better 
capabilities as far as marking went. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about cable seal design and innovation with David Hawking. Please join us for episode three and our wrap-up discussion in episode four. Kindly follow our podcast, like and share as you see fit. We are also on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Please also take a moment to review our website at www.tidenbrooks.com.